we could eat a baklava while wearing a balaclava. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Woke Nerds Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you find fine podcast content. You can find Raymond and myself. You can connect with us on social media at Two Woke Nerds on Twitter or shoot us an email, Nerds at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodridge. I'm your host this week. Like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who can't wait to see Batman and Joker in a small room. Raymond Summerlin. Ray, how are you? I remain upset at how quickly I will watch that movie. Instantly. Yeah, that's the most upsetting part of this whole thing. Is that I still haven't even watched Little Things. Even though I really want to watch it, I just haven't made the time to watch it. And I still haven't done it. But I know that day and date, I will be watching this terrible Justice League movie. And I just, I'm upset with myself. Like, we need to have some reflection on our life choices, Gerald. The reason why, at least for me, is that, like, the little things is something that, even though the reviews are mixed, right, I still want to take time and, like, watch it and pay attention to it. I can I can play a phone game or be on Twitter or do anything else while watching Justice League. I could play, I, I probably won't watch it with my children, but, like, I could, theoretically, like, not pay attention to that film and still grasp what's going on. But, again, like... I don't know if the internet is prepared for the fact that this movie is still going to be exceedingly average, if that. It's going to be four hours long. Four hours of exceedingly average. What if they broke it up like a miniseries? Well, that was the the original thought. was It was going to be four one-hour installments. That's a good idea. I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I'd be great with that. You know what? I would even, you know, maybe tune back in every Friday night. Right as a like an appoint, it's like it's appointment viewing. If you do it right, that's what we did for Lovecraft Country. Right, it was appointment viewing. That's what we did for Watchmen. It was appointment viewing. Please that's what we're doing. Never for compare those things. Please never compare those two shows to Justice League ever again. I'm just pointing out that like releasing stuff weekly and letting people catch it as an appointment works in the age of binge watching. That works. So actually, I I do think that that's something that WandaVision and we've seen this already HBO's been doing this for a while but like it is if you want to if you want to have control over the conversation in entertainment the water cooler as it once was called I don't know what you would call it now the Skype meet the Skype uh, entry room like I have no idea what you would the Twitter trending topics I suppose but the if you want control of that you have to release weekly and that's been true, and that's been true like f- for a long time. And I wonder if this is just going to be Netflix. You know, Netflix obviously kind of pioneered. Let's drop them all on a on a weekend. And they and to be fair to them, they like they really got a lot of play on that, and they get a lot of views on that. I mean, we saw what happened with Stranger Things. We saw what happened with the Queen's Gambit, like even more recently. So like, th- it has worked for Netflix, but. I don't think that even as big as Stranger Things is, and we've had this conversation before, I don't think it has the lasting impact that even something as small as as Westworld does. And so, like, 
I, I do think that there's a conversation that Netflix probably is going to have to have a conversation. Is that the model they want to continue? Whereas this weekly one very clearly leaves, makes you more relevant for a longer period of time. I mean, think about the, the last thing that Disney Plus put out, Mandalorian. People are still talking about the Mandalorian. And they asked about, again, we'll talk about it when we, when we break down WandaVision. Is there going to be a Luke Skywalker in this, right? Like, again, spoilers for... We feel like we passed the statute of limitations for, for Mando spoilers. So if you haven't seen Mando, I apologize. But it's been like a month. So, um, like, that was the thing. is, And so for me... Like and the other part of this, and this is this has changed a little bit in like the we don't go anywhere anymore and we don't really work in offices that much anymore world that we currently live in. But like for me, the it if I don't get in on the initial wave, like if I don't watch all of Stranger Things in a weekend, which is rare for me because I have children, then I don't get to be a part of the conversation. And so now because it's I and especially with the way Wandavision started, twenty five minutes. Right, like I, I could put my kids to bed, do other things, and then watch this and still be part of the conversation. And there's value in that as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think of shows that I'm like late on with Netflix, um, that you just don't get to have the conversations about. Um, and I, like you said, I think that it's like a movie that you see four years after it was relevant, and you're like, hey, somebody, please come talk with me about this. <laughs> but talk with me about this. But like, it's with with Netflix shows and it's not four years later, it's uh, three weeks later. And that just seems like a waste to me of, of your content to me. Yeah. And, and even like a week later, like, and I, I am, I am slightly older and slightly in a different like stage of life than most of my coworkers. So like, they're like, Oh, this new thing hit Netflix and they watched it all. And I'm like, I watched like a third of it. So I have to leave the room when they talk about how it ended. And then like, I'm like, Hey, let's talk about that thing. Ah, we already talked about it. We're on to the next thing. Right. So that's, again, it doesn't work for me. The, the episodic thing is my preference, but again, maybe it's just because I'm an old. Yeah, Exactly. Like like we had to say it when we watched the Super Bowl halftime show, maybe we're just an old, and that's fine. This is this this is just not for me, and that's completely okay. But speaking of something that is very very for me, uh, and the Super Bowl double segue. Before we jump into Wandavision, we have to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. So we had a teaser, but we got a full two minute trailer of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ray has been decidedly not in on this for quite some time. I was like, I'm going to watch it because, well, it's Marvel content and I'm going to enjoy it. And I, I like Falcon and I like Winter Soldier, both as characters. And so I was in Ray. As you sit here a couple days removed from the Super Bowl, how are you feeling about Falcon and Winter Soldier now? First of all, Super Bowl, great name considering the number of doubled eggs I ate. But also, I am... So I guess I had just forgotten, because I'm an old, as we keep discussing, I had forgotten that Zemo's involved, and Zemo is my third favorite MCU villain. I think probably third, third behind Thanos and Killmonger. Fair. Not in that order, other order, Killmonger and Thanos. But I think that, so I love Zemo. I, I love the idea of just a normal guy um, doing what he's doing. That's why it kind of Lex. Lex Luthor is interesting in some ways. But anyway, yeah. so I, I'm very much a fan. I guess he's not a normal guy, but you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. very much a fan of that character, and I guess I just hadn't put two together because I just have been a whole lot of not care about this for a while. And so I hadn't really uh, 
if after the first trailer, it hadn't really clicked on me. Obviously, with this one, it has to click because, you know, we see them. And now that we've seen them, yeah, I'm interested. I also think that the thing that would have made me watch this show to begin with is I know the chemistry that Mackie and, um, and Sebastian Stan have. I know that chemistry. And that chemistry shown through bright in this in this trailer like you saw you saw exactly what their chemistry was and that enough that kind of buddy cop drama that buddy cop comedy that they're going to be able to bring that's going to be enough to carry it through and then zemo is going to bring some you know some intrigue at least for me and so yeah i'm i'm now much more in especially now that we've seen wandavision and seen that the the success of the mcu film industry is carrying on into the television or whatever we call that stuff now. I mean, I watch it on a television, so I feel like it's a television show, right? I, that feels yeah, fair to me. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I, I love the buddy cop vibe. I lo- Like, the the staring contest thing absolutely slayed me. Like, I, I like I knew what it was, but I was like, this is, the, like, this is actually happening. And so, I again, I was always in on this, but I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I They're... They're hinting at some bigger things happening. The question I have is they, they very prominently have displayed like Zemo's purple mask. And so I'm curious to see if they jump into the backstory of Baron Zemo and the purple mask. Because if you go back like old Cap, like World War II Captain America fought Heinrich Zemo, which is Helmet Zemo's father or grandfather, I think. Um, I think it's father in the comics at, at this point, but I think grandfather would probably make more sense for the timeline that we're living in. So, um, do you get more Cap backstory? Do you see some more of Cap in World War Two? There's been rumors and rumors of wars that that Chris Evans is supposed to show back up at some point or could show back up. And so, do they have some footage that they shot for the first Avenger that they never used of him fighting? The older Baron Zemo. Like, I would love to see some of that. Um, they've never given any sort of indication that that's been a thing, but I'd be, just be curious to see it happen. But I'm I'm excited to see that. I, it's just, it's going to be an interesting conversation, especially given our current political climate. Like, what is the role of foreign policy? What is, you know, patriotism and versus nationalism? And all of those conversations. I hope they take a moment to have a conversation about in this show. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I hadn't really even thought about that idea. I like that idea quite a bit. And even like even if it's just a you know a buddy cop uh, romp, then uh, hey, that'll be fun. What else do I have to watch? Who doesn't like buddy cop? That's the thing. It's the best, unless it's it has Bruce Willis. Fair. <laughs> I don't even well, know. I didn't even watch that one with him and and uh, and uh, Tracy Morgan. I don't cop even know. Out. Yeah, I don't even know if it's good. Bruce Willis was sleepwalking throughout the entirety of that. But do you consider um, Die Hard 3 a buddy cop movie? Because if so, then... then Yeah, so it's it's a buddy cop movie. And so, yes, I, I retract all of my previous statements. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot with Bruce Willis and buddy cops. I just wanted to make a joke about the first buddy cop movie that popped into my head, which is for some reason a buddy cop movie I don't know the name of, which you just said it's Cop Out, apparently. Yeah. I have no idea what the name of it is. But that's the first thing that pops in my head, and I think it's because there's a Tracy Morgan gif that I use from that movie frequently. That's the, the one, note. right? Yeah, the note. Yeah. So I think that's why that's the first buddy cop thing that pops into my head. Which is also one of the only real good scenes in that movie is that scene right there. So, again, Tracy Morgan makes everything better. So it's here's just the point. Just facts is all those are. Exactly. So here's the point where we give you the spoiler warning. If you haven't 
watch the latest episode of WandaVision. I haven't watched episode five of WandaVision, I believe is where we're at, right? Uh, episode five of WandaVision, we're going to dive in and talk about it oh, quite a bit extensively today. And, and um, they're pulling back the curtain and they're showing you more and more of what's going on in the deep diabolical underbelly of the show. So again, if you're not caught up, pause it, watch it, and then come back and listen to us. Spoilers alert in three, two, one, spoilers ahead. So we got to talk about the dog and the twins. We got to talk about the dog and the twins. So Wanda had babies in the last episode and uh, about five minutes into this one, they magically aged themselves up to, you know, five or six year olds. Again, I don't remember if they dropped the age. They find a dog. Vision says they can't have a dog until they're 10. So then they can age themselves up from five to 10. And then later in the episode, we see the dog die, which we'll talk about maybe why and how the dog died later. And they want to age themselves up again. So, Ray, I'm going to I'm going to say this. The kids are probably what this thing is all about, right? Like from 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 our villains standpoint, from our big bad standpoint, the kids very clearly have to be what this whole thing is about, right? Yeah. So I had I had I guess the end credits had or the end scene. I devoted all of my attention, my thought process to that. Um, and I, and so that, that kind of trumped everything for me. a loop. Huh? I threw you for a loop with that line of questioning. You did. But thinking about it, you're right. Like this is all going to be about the kids in some way, as you have said, if this ends up with her losing the kids, that's going to be horrific. Um, but it seems like it's going kind of going, I don't know if it's not going to go that way, but yeah, I guess it is all going to be about the kids, but I don't. I don't think that the kids are as important as Pietro. You think the kids are more important than Pietro? I, I will go ahead and say this, but I'm fairly certain that the the whole reason is is Wanda's kids. It's like why like of the of this episode, like obviously the big conversation topic is Quicksilver, but I'm just gonna say that I think Mephisto wants the kids. I that's 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 my two cents. Or he wants the kids to get older and then to die so Wanda goes crazy. Those are the those are my two theories. Okay, well, this has to be saved for later when we get into talking about the comics. So I'll save that for later. Um, but the, but yeah, so I guess like the kids are going to be the end game here, I suppose. And ultimately what sends Wanda further, maybe though, because like Vision, like we see Vision, there was so much in this episode. We this see dense. We see Vision uh, really come out of it. Vision knows what's going on now. Yes, which again. Much. Vision is a separate entity than Wanda. How is that possible? I have no idea. That question is fascinating to me. Well, and and the whole fact that she stole Vision's corpse that was being experimented on and probably very clearly being turned into some sort of weapon or how do we make an army of Visions is what they were clearly... And that was also a panel rip straight from the comic, which you haven't seen that. Uh, But like, so she very clearly stole the Vision. But he's not being animated by her. Maybe he's being animated, but has his own thought processes. I mean, he very clearly does not have the Mind Stone in him because we saw what he actually looks like, crushed forehead and all. Yeah, so I so that part's weirding me out. So there's a lot in here. But, I mean, like, the the important part of this of this episode, even though it was dense, like, I can't believe you hit me with the kids first. I'm still spinning because I don't really know what you mean that this is all about the kids. Can you expand well, on that a little bit? 
I, I, so again, like when Ho- House of M in the comics, right? Like, she all right, so let's no just go there. Mutants. Yeah, let's just yeah, go. Let's just, so in the comics, no more mutants happens after she loses her kids. That's right. So I think Mephisto wants to completely shatter reality. And so he, by costing her her kids, I think that is what his end game is because, again, Mephisto is here to be an agent of chaos. So, like, that's, that's where my head goes. But why would they need to age up, though? The aging up maybe doesn't. But I, or maybe they're testing to see what powers they have, and then he runs off with them, potentially, would be something else to see. I don't know what the end game is, but I, I, I feel like it's about the kids. That's just me. Well, because Agnes is very close with the kids. Yes. So perhaps that is she's going to be someone they trust. Yes. And that if they're going to kidnap the kids. Yes. Then Agnes would be the one involved. Yeah, I can see this. And what does Agnes always seem to show up with? Uh, a dog. <laughs> so. Animals? Yeah. Lobsters, rabbits, yeah. a dog. Mephisto hides himself yeah, via animals to keep watch on stuff. I'm just throwing this stuff out there for you. Lobbing them up, you can slam them down. Interesting. So, so is she going to have two heartbreaks then? I don't know. Because how does Vision come out of this? It's a fantastic question. So do the babies get stolen? Vision tries to leave the bubble to go after them and dies while he leaves the bubble? I guess. Just like falls out of the sky as a gray corpse? That would be horrific. Are they, like, I know this is a horror movie, but dear Lord. Sorry, my brain is a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine because I, I think this is going to be a horrific end. Like, I, I know it's going to be a horrific end. You got me thinking now because I always just assumed. So I know the role that kids play in the House of M and I got all that. I always assumed that the tragedy at the end of this would be the vision and that the kids maybe we see in multiverse or something like that. Um, but you're right that the pieces are all lining up here, that they are, Agnes is much more interested in the kids than she is Vision. Much, yeah. much more. And if Agnes is, again, who we think that Agnes is, then sh- that makes a lot of sense that that is who he's actually after. I do like the idea of he wants the power of the twins, not that he wants necessarily them to die, but he wants the power of the twins and he doesn't recognize what Wanda but how could he not recognize what because Wanda when she came out of the bubble when they were threatening her like she made it very clear what what type of power she possessed what she can do yeah so that's interesting all right yeah so Pietro we got to go so let's let's talk about so we we talked about it last week where uh in an interview Elizabeth Olsen I went through all of the Olsons I knew before (laughs) I got to her name all all the other Olsons Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was asked if there was going to be a Luke Skywalker level uh, cameo and she confirmed that there would be Uh, and so we got what may or may not be because who knows with this thing now is the uh, is the big twist so uh, the show is winding down you're in your final moments and um, you hear a knock at the door Vision asks who's that she says I'm not doing that which was the first moment that I was like oh Oh, this is a thing. Uh, and then she opens the door and we see the back of a, of, a, of a silver hair. It's like, oh, that's who it is, which that was ruined for me a little bit on Twitter, which is fine. Again, I'm just going to stay off Twitter on Fridays. I thought I had my mute set up right, but apparently I didn't. But anywho, so we see the back of a, of a silver head and you know it's Quicksilver. And then the camera pans around to Wanda's point of view. And it's not Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's Evan Peters. The other the other kid from Kick-Ass. So we got a Quicksilver, but the Fox X-Men Quicksilver, which 
was absolutely a, a, a bombshell because very clearly reality is falling apart. And I guess I guess I'm on I guess I'm in Facebook groups and whatever with people who are less well versed in the the MCU and the Marvel lore and all that stuff in which they continue to question what this means and they question like oh did they just recast him what is it and to me like am i missing something this first of all doctor strange is called the multiverse of madness like yes. that's step 1 <laughs> and step 2 this very clearly means that she has access to the other universe in some way and so she this she or someone she or someone has access to the other universe and the fact that she um gives that speech to her to the twins that some things are forever and that you can't bring back death which does a really good job of establishing the limits of her power um although again vision we'll have to deal with that but establishes the limits of her power but then she's is able to to cheat death in a way by this alternative universe uh quicksilver and i wonder uh, which is really interesting but like the only interpretation of this is that like some people are going with like darcy because darcy says oh she recast uh she recast pietro and some people are going with that oh is that going to be their in-world ex no there's no, no chance there's no. no chance he is from the fox x-men universe that 100%. is the explanation this actually makes me wonder do you know what would be a really good way to do this at the end of this would be deadpool yeah because Deadpool could fourth wall this whole thing. Absolutely. And Deadpool could just explain what happened. And Deadpool would literally say, hey, so Fox used to own these characters. And that would be, I would love that. A, a, a dead, if they opened this with a Deadpool explainer, yeah. that would be great. Like if that's the, if that's the Luke Skywalker level uh, cameo, I'm in on that because that would be hilarious. Yeah. But, but like, it, I don't know. The confusion around this has been confusing to me. Does that make sense? No, completely. Because I think the the only confusion I I really have is who's doing it. Yeah. Is Wanda is Wanda misinformed about the level of her powers? Does she not know that she did this, or did somebody else bring back Quicksilver? And so my like here here's where my brain goes is that the kids were asking her about her brother and bringing her brother back and saying that she can't bring people back from death from the dead. So do the kids have di a different set of powers than they do in the comics, right? That's, that's, that's one question or one potential answer is that the, the kids did that. The kids brought back, they were looking for a Quicksilver and they couldn't find a, 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 an alive Quicksilver in this reality. So they just pulled the Quicksilver from any old reality and pulled them over, right? There's, there's one, right? The other one is that, again, spoilers, speculative spoilers, is that either Mephisto, Agatha, or both did that same thing, where they're trying to continue to mess with Wanda, continue to break her mind, tried to bring back her brother, could not bring back her brother, so they pulled they pulled a Quicksilver from any old reality and just happened to be the one from the Fox reality, right? Those are, those are the two explanations that land for me. Yeah, especially because Wanda said this wasn't me. Yeah. Although it's possible that she just doesn't know, like you said. It's possible exactly. she just doesn't know. How about yeah. this? I just thought about this because um, I the vision part of this is just the most interesting for me to think about because I don't understand what's happening no, with Vision. Vision uses his Mind Stone powers. He he wakes Norm up. It, like I don't. I, again, we need an explanation for that, right? Is it his Mind Stone powers? Is it him phasing into his brain and just tinkering with it a little bit? Like, which I don't know if that's Mind Stone powers or if that's just like the 
him, him being magic. But, like, again, he shouldn't be able to do any of this because he's a reanimated corpse. It doesn't make sense to me, Gerald. Yeah. I really need... I. They can't leave this question unanswered. Because, I don't think they will. Like, it's such a very obvious and fascinating question. But, like... Every time that we see this, though, and as he drifts further away from Wanda, we get closer to the reality where he actually is allowed to come back into the MCU. Yes. Which is fine because, you know, as, as we well know, nobody except Uncle Ben is dead. So yeah. he, he can come back and there won't be any problem. But, yeah, it's a, it's a that part of it is just continues to confuse me. Yeah. Well, and, and so I think, I think that scene might be a bit of a misdirect. Because I think I think Vision Vision did whatever he did, but when he talked to Norm right from the from his office, it was against the conversation that the real world people were having of Wanda is doing all of this. Norm didn't say Wanda is doing this. Norm said she's in my head. So is it Wanda or is it Agnes Agatha? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the question I have after this episode. My big question is, like, who's the she? Obviously, it's probably Wanda, but also, like, you can't make Wanda that much of an actual villain. So I really think it's, it is Agnes and Mephisto manipulating this whole thing. But whenever he said, Wanda, you're hurting them, she didn't deny it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's so, like, we, so two weeks ago, we said they answered all the questions, and I don't know if I like it. And now we're here with even more questions, which I'm totally fine with. Totally, yeah, totally. And the questions fine with. are higher level, which yes. means that they have to come up with better answers. And yes. I, good luck to you. Like, yes. Because I, like, I literally have been trying to think of, and I know I harp on this. This part of the vision thing is confusing, and I've been trying to figure out what they're going to do about it. And I don't, I just don't know how you how you make this work. There, there is, and this, this is the moment. And if this, if this is my Red Skull is an Infinity War moment, I'm just gonna, you're gonna have to come up with a name for prognostication. There's gonna be a scene that's going to scar me for the rest of my life, where Vision collapses like a puppet with its strings cut. That's going to happen. Like, or, I, or maybe he falls out of the sky. Maybe one of the one of the two, right? Maybe both, right? He falls out of the sky, floppy like a marionette with no strings, and that will be traumatizing. But like there, there is there's obviously going to be some trauma that happens throughout this show. And like that's like I think the tr- I think the answers are going to be in the trauma. Like whatever whatever the trauma is at the end of the show is going to answer most, if not all, of these questions. But him just coming as a puppet doesn't answer the question because who's know. puppeting him? Again, is Mephisto the one pumping him? Like I don't know, Ray. Quit asking me scary questions. I don't know. All right, move on, move on. What else is there to cover? That's it. I think we got it. That's it. That's it. And we talked about all the we talked about all the comic stuff. So I'm sorry. There's no second spoiler one here. There's not. Sorry, that's my fault. Yeah, because like I just like we've already discussed all of the Agus Agatha Agnes. I mean, like, that's just common knowledge at this point. There's no way to separate those at this point. Like, the, the, the questions that we have are all centered around, like, who is the big bad yeah. in the background. So, this is breaking news as we're recording, right? This is something that doesn't normally happen for us. Because of some terrible things she said on Twitter, Gina Carano just got fired from Star Wars. Yay! So, um, yeah. They built a whole show around her. I'm excited about this. 
so yeah so um io9 is reporting as of right now this is the statement they got from lucasfilm gina carano is not currently employed by lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future nevertheless her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable were so they, were they hold on <laughs> were they not four weeks ago it took a it took a, it took a little while for this to happen. The fire Gina Carano hashtag has been around for a long time. Um, so here's a tip. Here's a tip for all you aspiring actors and social media users: don't compare yourself to Jews in Nazi Germany. That's just not a path you want to walk down. No. It just it doesn't make any sense. You are not as persecuted as a Jewish person in Nazi Germany. I could safely say that. I feel very confident in saying that. Just don't, just do not, just let's not walk down that path. And you probably don't need to be a history teacher, as Raymond is, to see that. You're, you're, yeah, you're fine. You're, especially if, especially if you're claiming that that's what it's like to be a Republican in a country that 45% of people like identify as Republican. So I don't really know what you want. Like, I, what are you talking about, Gina? Like, what are you talking about, Gita? It's fine. But so that that throws in a little bit of a wrench of the um, the recently announced Star Wars kind of slate of shows. It was basically assumed that she was one of the Rangers of the New Republic. Um, that show will very likely still happen, but without Cara Dune, who is a pretty central character in both The Mandalorian, which is so well i guess until wandavision disney plus's biggest hit uh and apparently ranges of the new republic like i just again we we were on the air or on the air air quotes when this happened so wanted to get live reaction to that i'm so happy right now i'm yeah, just saying it's 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 probably more about the the uh and the, the image that she put on instagram today about you know with with a a a woman who was very clearly being sexually assaulted by her neighbors in Nazi Germany it was probably the last straw. Um, so just go get her Oof. all the way out of the paint. Um, just, I don't know, but anywho, so Gina Carano, no longer part of the star Wars universe. And um, we're, we're both very okay with that. And that brings us to your favorite segment, my favorite segment, your grandmother's favorite segment. Don't sleep on it. Ray, what can we get folks not sleep on this week? I remain without anything like I like I swear I'm not doing anything like legitimately I'm not doing anything what do I do in a given what do I do in a given week so let's think about it so I I watch The Expanse which is still great I watch Parks and Rec in the few the time I have I play Warzone which is more annoying by the day and yet I continue to play it I listen to podcasts such as the Solid Verbal the low post the um the uh, scrubs rewatch show with zach and donald um and that's about it and i think that's about my entertainment life i'm doing nothing gerald i'm in a rut i don't know what to do it's not like you're not ingesting quality content outside of warzone right those are all good things to appreciate for someone who is especially into the things that we are into but like you're not you're not like watching or rewatching the challenge or something, which nothing wrong if you want to watch the challenge. It's actually a pretty when you when it comes to like competition reality shows, it's like not terrible. So can you please not talk about our fifth professional sport <laughs> that way? Fifth, sixth, seventh, I don't know, whatever. Um, 
So you're gonna you're gonna roast me for this one, but my don't sleep on it this week. Uh, my my wife teaches ESL online, like to kids overseas, because um, you know that's that's what she does for uh, for a vocation. She has an education degree, and that's what she does. So uh, when she's doing that, I like have to keep myself otherwise occupied on a on a Friday night, and so uh, I just dove in on on HBO Max and was like, what's here that I haven't seen that I don't really have to invest much into mentally. So I stumbled upon Birds of Prey. <laughs> had you never seen it? I had never seen Birds of Prey. I, I, it's pretty good, right? You know, I'm gonna be really honest with you, Ray. I didn't hate it. Like I kind of had a good time with it. Like it's so, not good. No, it's not good. But, like let's but not. But it's enjoyable. I had fun. Yeah, it was fine. I was perfectly happy with it. Like the, it was as good as like the second Ant Man. Yeah, like, like the. For like the action set pieces were good. I, the action sequences were good. I liked the action sequences. It was very, very, very fast moving, and I got a couple of solid laughs out of it. Like again, Margot Robbie has great comedic timing. Yep, and I like the things she said. It's I got, enjoyed it. I mean, like it's got like seven p- people in there that I'm a hundred percent in on. It's got yeah. like Rosie Perez, which you you know I love Rosie. Yeah, it's got our who girl from, who got our girl from Lovecraft Country. Uh. Is it Journey? There, Journey there's, Smollett, right? Smollett. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them out there. Yeah, don't no. want to say the wrong one. Yeah, she's. I think that she's. That's her. Yeah, but like it's got all our it's got all our favorites. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that movie. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it just has the stink of DC on it. I, like it's fine. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's fine. I I was entertained for two hours. Like I forgot that I was folding laundry because I was like, oh, this is this is fun. Like there were some there were some fun moments in it. the The police station shootout was fun with her and the the riot gun. Like that was fun. There it was just enjoy. And again, a couple of little one liners. Like when did she have time to do a shoe change? Like that made me laugh. That was like a, that was funny. The egg sandwich. It just. That was my favorite. I was a big fan of the egg sandwich. We've all had a good egg sandwich in our lives, and and. I, I still think about it. It was yeah. really good. <laughs> oh, you're just going to have to move on. I'm done. <laughs> so Raymond's dead. And that's all we've got for you this week. Ray, where can the good folks find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at RM Summerlin. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Goodrichal. Show on Twitter at Two Woke Nerds. Choose an email, Two Woke Nerds at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to talk more. WandaVision. And until then, stay woke.